Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate and Kiwi. Hello. Hello. Today we're going to be playing Dog Park, designed by Lottie Hazel and Jack Hazel, developed by Brenna Noonan of Everdell, a War of Whispers roleplayer adventures. The artists are Kate Avery, Holly Exley, and Dan May of Everdale Black Orchestra and A War of Whispers. And it was published in 2022 by Birdwood Games. You've decided that you're going to set tails wagging by taking your favorite pups on a trip to the dog park. To earn the reputation of the best dog walker around, you're going to need treats, toys, and lots of them. You'll also want to keep an eye on the forecast and your fellow walkers. You're not the only one trying to attract the most desirable dogs to your kennel and become known as everyone's favorite dog walker. Win the love of your dogs by paying attention to their individual needs, maybe with some love and a treat, whilst the others want to play fetch. They'll certainly keep you on your toes with their unique characters. Keep your pups happy on their walk, and you'll soon be known as Top Dog. The mechanics are auction bidding, point-to-point -point movement, set collection, solo solitaire, track movement, variable setup, victory points as a resource. And the box art, Kate? Is this a watercolor? It has that. It has that. That's what I would say, but I always get told it wrong. To it. Um, the color, uh, the color palette does look like it's in that genre. But um, yeah, it's it's lovely. It, we have some dogs. They're out at a at a park. Um, maybe are are we in the UK? It looks kind of gray. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I'm just saying the description okay. had had British English as well in the spelling, so I that's probably where my mind went okay. there. So I think Birdwood um, uh, is in England. Okay. It, it, there's a dog right looking at you, ready for mm -hmm. his walk. He's very eager. Favorite dog? Favorite dog? Uh, probably the little guy in the middle. Okay. I was going to say the same thing. He <laughs> looks pretty smug. And everybody's crowded around him, so he's clearly a charge. <laughs> <laughs> would you pull this off a shelf? I would, for sure. Okay. Just um, because? Because with the British English? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> no. I, I mean the the theme, the dog walking. Um, I have a I have a history in, in dog walking. I, it was my endeavor into small business as a middle schooler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How'd it go? Uh, I had two clients. Okay. Mm -hmm. One lasted into senior year of high school. So that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. oh, nice. Solid business. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kate, the entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> uh Kiwi. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I love dogs. Dogs are awesome, and the art looks great. So yeah, I would definitely pick it up. Yeah, I thought about changing all the the favorites so that it was not the British spelling, but I was like, nah, I might keep it. <laughs> Gotta keep those extra U's. They don't get used enough. Uh, I would also pick it up. Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you think it's played, Kate? Set collection, collecting dogs. Right. We mm -hmm. want to collect the most dogs, best dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, who are the best I dogs? Think, yeah, so how do you determine yeah, best dogs? They're all the best dogs. I mean, I think we're clearly going to be fighting over a little black pugs. I'm um, not. Based on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting the best dogs. We're mm -hmm. trying to win them over. by. I, I'm guessing each dog is going to have a specific need, right? Mm -hmm. Eris wants to be pet. Silas mm -hmm. wants to go running. Mm -hmm. He just wants to play. No one would play with Silas. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you're going to have to like. You know, balance balance your schedule. Like, how how do you 
how do you appease the dogs that want food, the dogs that want to play, with mm-hmm. the dogs that want to be pet? Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's a hard schedule. It is. And maybe some dogs aren't good with walking with other dogs. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to keep Eris all by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. My parents' dog pees itself every time it gets excited. Mm-hmm. It gets excited a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take Silas without also taking Eris. <laughs> well, yeah, that's more of a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> track movement is that? It's usually right. movement around a track. So I assume so we're going to be walking, walking through them. the park. Okay. Right? Yeah. And yeah, oh yeah, you got the challenge. One dog wants to run ahead. The other dog just mm. wants to stop and sniff. That's always a pain. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's raining. What? Victory points is a resource. Is that dogs? Are dogs the resource? <laughs> I hope we're not. <laughs> that sounds like we're getting rid of dogs. Trading the dogs. <laughs> trading, trading dog. You got to trade up dogs. <laughs> Look here, I got two Shih Tzus. I'll trade you for your Border Collie. <laughs> That's a good trade. Variable setup. I'm guessing the path can change. So you're in a different park every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to go to the same route all the time. Yeah. Dogs get bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, dogs don't like consistency. <laughs> or, or they have expectations and then suddenly you don't have time to do the full walk that one day. Yeah. And then your dog's just upset with you. So, so the history of, of dog parks. What do you think the first dog park was? Brussels. 1867. I'll say the first dog park in the U.S. I'm not actually sure. It's oh, okay. First I'm going to say somewhere in like New York. Mm-hmm. Like in, in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Manhattan Heights. Okay. It was Berkeley, California. Mm. That was way off. 1983, the Olone Dog Park, created by Doris Richards. So I guess there's like big urbanization. So like people, uh, you know, there are a lot more leash laws coming into effect and things. And there was a lot of like, you know, Berkeley, California. They were like, hey, dogs need freedom. Mm-hmm. So they took their dogs to this like... um like strip of land that was designated for the subway, metro, BART, whatever they have up there. And like eventually that they like became a dog place and they fenced it in and they had big fights with like the city to like let it be an off leash zone for dogs. And eventually they won. So it became the first dog park. Um, and it had a, uh, there was an organization that ran it and they had a, uh, a newsletter called scoops with the tagline, all the hot poop. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so that was like the first one. And then like Doris Richards, basically her whole career after that became like create helping cities create dog parks all throughout the U.S., which is kind of a cool job. In 2019, the number of dog parks in cities reached 810 and there's 30 more, 37 more were designated. And then since 2009, there was a 42 percent increase in dog parks. So very popular things. You forgot to say whopping. I didn't. Yeah, I did not say whopping. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kate. In 2019, San Francisco ranked fifth in the number of dog parks. I don't have the other numbers. I wonder who beat them. Probably New York. Mm -hmm. Four dog parks per 100,000 residents. It's actually not a lot of dog parks. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot. Um, They are among the fastest growing amenities in the largest cities in the nation. Um, and they are, they increase home value. 95% of pet owning home buyers reported that they thought about their pet's needs when choosing which home to buy, including dog parks, just general parks, dog parks, uh, grooming services, vet services, things like that. So it's a big decision in your home buying. But the problem is that people with political power, disposable incomes, and extra time are the ones who decide where the dog parks go. And recent surveys in 
various cities found that 80% of dog parks were uh, users were white and all but one of Chicago's 11 dog parks uh, were located in the city's majority white north side, which lead to the dog park desert on the south side. So it's a problem of uh, equal access to dog parks is still an yeah. issue. That's about all I got on the history of dog parks because, you know, they're dog parks. Yeah, four for 100,000 people is really not yeah. a ton, especially like if you think about it, you know, not like a lot of people have like more than one dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to think. I probably, I've got probably three to four within driving distance of me, and I probably live in an area with about 100,000 people with access to those. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I don't go to dog parks, but yeah, I can think of one near me, but it's not very big. Like, I don't think you could fit a lot of dogs in there. And then like all the crappy hotels, not crappy hotels, but hotels that like boast that they have a dog park. It's like a tiny area for them to poop, but it's yeah. not really like a right. park per se. Yeah. I learned that most of the Appalachian trails, you can actually, as long as your dog's on a leash, uh, pretty much almost all of them, you can take dogs on. I think but there's like one you. section you can't because it's a national park maybe a couple national park sections. So like if you want to do the whole trail, you have to like shuttle your dog through parts of it. Which no. sucks. But. I would almost think that they go further back than 1983. But Well, I imagine like spaces yeah. with dogs. The thing is like before that, dogs were just off leash. Like it's, but mm-hmm. I, a lot of like, you know, cities outside of the US and stuff. It's just dogs. There's really no leash laws. Dogs just run around. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that was kind of the thing is like, uh, what somebody in the article called it uh, anti-canine sentiment with all the leash laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's like I guess those sort of started in like the fifties and sixties and stuff. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of cat only people. Yeah, and so then there wasn't wasn't a need for dog parks before then. You just had parks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Um. All right. Uh. How do we play this game? All right. So we've already established that we are dog walkers and we're trying to earn reputation as the best dog walker around. Uh, The game will last for four rounds. And at the end, the player with the most reputation is the winner. And you earn reputation by walking your dogs, gaining breed expert awards and completing objectives. So the first person. uh, So I wrote that it was literally handed to them on a silver platter and they still went with randomly chosen. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So uh, last to pet a dog, person who owns the most dogs, an actual dog walker, last person to go on a dog walk, person who can name the most dog breeds, person closest who most closely matches the size of a Great Dane or a St. Bernard. I did that in less than five minutes. (laughs) So just like, come on, guys. Um, I feel like Kate should go first because I, I would agree. I probably win most of the ones you just said, but I feel like yeah. Kate is the professional dog walker. So, <laughs> yep. exactly. You get paid. You're a professional. All right. I'll take up my old flyers just to prove, just in case. I would like okay. you to do that. Yeah, like, seriously. Like that. <laughs> All right. So uh, each round is split into four phases. So during the first phase is the recruitment phase. Players are going to compete to attract the most desired dogs to their kennel. So each player is going to secretly select a value on their offer die, it's one to five, and place it in the field below their desired dog so it's hidden. Players may change their value until they place their dial, and the dials can be placed in fields with other walkers. If a player is unopposed, meaning nobody else wanted that dog, they deduct their offer from their reputation and put the dog in their kennel. 
If a dog is opposed, the walker who offered the highest amount is the winner and deducts their offer. In case of a tie, the walker further ahead in the offer queue is the winner. Any unsuccessful player then goes in turn order, paying a single reputation for one of the remaining dogs. So there will be a number of dogs equal to the player count. So you'll always get a dog every round. If a player has zero reputation, they will wait until all other players have gone, and then they take the remaining dog in turn order if there's more than one player in this situation. And we'll repeat that a second time. So each round, we're going to get two dogs. So then we go into the selection phase. So players will decide which dog to walk. You can select up to three dogs in your kennel to walk, and you're going to pay the walking cost. And it's going to be shown on the left side of the uh, left side card, and it'll be a number of treats, balls, toys, and or sticks. Uh, if you're unable to pay one of the resources, any two resources can take its place. And if you're still unable to pay the cost of any of the dogs, you sit out the round. Uh, but as a consolation prize, you do get a stick and a ball. <laughs> phase three is the walking phase. Now we're going to walk our dogs. So starting with the player who has the first walker token, players perform one movement. The player must move one to four spaces forward. If they land on an unoccupied space, they gain the reward and a possible location bonus. If you land on an occupied space, you gain the reward only after you pay a reputation. And again, reputation is your victory points. So uh, at each branch, you must choose one path and stay on that route. So players gain a leaving bonus once they leave the park and the phase ends when one player is left in the park. So basically, we're going to go uh, round robin, turn at a time, uh, moving one to four spaces forward. Uh, and then players... Uh, and then so then we go into the last phase, which is uh, home time. And this is basically round cleanup. So players are going to place a walk token on their walk dogs and gain two reputation points. Players will lose a reputation for each dog without a walk token in their kennel and then return their current dogs to the kennel. The next forecast card is revealed along with a new bonus card and refilling the location rewards. And then we're going to move the round marker to the next round and pass the first walker token clockwise. If this is the end of the fourth round, uh, the game is over and we conduct final scoring. So players can distribute remaining resources to dogs with abilities that are resource based. And then players then add together the following park board reputation, reputation from completed objective cards, final scoring abilities from dogs, reputation from Breed Expert Awards, which is just having the most dogs of that breed in your kennel at the end of the game, and one point for every five remaining resources. The player with the most points is declared the winner, and if there's a tie, the player with the highest value Breed Expert Award is the winner. They share the victory if still tied after that. And those are all the dog walking rules. Let's play. We just finished a game of Dog Park to recap. Uh, Kiwi had 35 treat points. I had 42 stick points. And Kate had 49 toy points. Toy points. <laughs> oh, okay. I know you do dogs, yeah. I, I thought she said toilet at first, and I was like, okay. I mean, dogs occasionally do that. Uh, Kate had 49 not collie points. <laughs> Terrier points. <laughs> Uh, winning strategy, Kate? Apparently those bonuses for the breeds, which I didn't pay attention to at all. So that was, yeah, my strategy. Yeah, to accidentally get the working dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I can't claim that as my strategy that I didn't pay attention to. But um, yeah, getting those um, 
They're not breeds. What are you, what are we calling them? The it's breed groups. Breed yeah, groups. Yeah, yeah, groups. I feel like. Yeah, those played a big role the in the in the game. I I did. I was paying attention to my overall objective, and then my terrier, no, my toy dog wanted to be the only toy dog, so I was trying to not get any others. Yep. Um. Yeah, but I I'm actually really surprised I won. I thought I was not doing so well. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Huey, strategy? Yeah, I think I concentrated too much on my objective as well. Mm -hmm. And then there was a little bit of like, oh, I like the look of this dog. So (laughs) I'm going to get it. And the first round, I definitely did not pay attention to like the treats or not the treats, but the what I needed in order to walk my dog. Mm -hmm. Um, And then later rounds, it was just like, all right, if if I can walk more dogs, I'm going to try and do that. Um, So yeah. And then I felt like, one of the better spaces at the end was the only take a point, but you can swap a dog and get a collar, mm-hmm. uh, which seemed pretty, pretty powerful. So I, yeah, I tried especially if you that. didn't have the resources to walk yep. the new dog. Yeah, yet. exactly. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's what I tried to do. Yep. Pretty much the same. I definitely picked the dogs based on my favorite dogs, <laughs> which may not have worked out great, <laughs> but uh, yeah, otherwise pretty much the same. By the end, I was definitely paying a little bit more attention to, okay, if I, you know, those round sort of bonuses and things like that. It's like, okay, if I walk my gun dog, it'll pay for the other gun dog, which will then pay for this other dog. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Well, it's kind of like I was going to swap out my Chihuahua because I was like, ah, oh, Chihuahuas, but it's just yappy dogs. And then it was just, I looked at his final power and I was just like, all right, I'll keep this Chihuahua. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, theme. Did you feel like a dog walker, Kate? Yes. Um, I mean, I don't know how much it really reflects the action of it, but the theme was very strong. Like, yeah, I you guys probably don't believe me if I say that I was picking based on the dogs that I wanted, but I did, mm-hmm. especially initially. Like I yeah. was just learned that terriers are awful in your mind, but I had a Karen <laughs> growing up, so I wanted the Karen terrier. I, I make fun of terriers. I don't decision. actually I don't dislike terriers. I just make fun of them a lot. <laughs> I mean, he was not, he was not a nice dog, but yeah, that's, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's pretty good. I, it, I don't know that it quite captures dog walking, mm-hmm. but I mean, it definitely with the breeds and the toys and things, it, it's a fun theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it definitely like you, you use the terms, right? Toys and the sticks and the things. And you talk about the dog breeds. I, I think it captures it there. I don't know that it quite captures the experience of walking a dog no, in a park, but yeah. um, and I think yeah. a dog always wants to go for a walk. You don't necessarily need to give them a ball before. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it reminds me of like all the times that I've worked with uh, military working dogs, and it's always like you know when they do something good, they get their like special ball that they get then get to mm-hmm. chew on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely felt. I felt, but like seemed like that. It's like, okay, you did a good job on your walk. Here's your special chewing ball. Um, But yeah, I agree with Eric. I I think uh, the theme comes out in like the different items and the fact that we were calling them what they were instead of just like, I'll take the little octopus. I do like while you're on your walk, you're resupplying for your next walk. Like I'm going to grab some sticks. uh, (laughs) You know, here's a leftover toy. Here's a treat. I left a ball over here. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm going to need this for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like the treats, it's not necessarily that you found it on the ground. It's like, oh, I wore these shorts yesterday when I was no, no. walking it. Look at this no, no, here's what happened. You're, you're walking out and somebody goes, here, I have some leftover treats and hands them to you. Yep. Um, there, yep there's that too. That literally happened to us last week. You did not want them in her pocket. So here, take these. Table presents. I mean, the cards were really pretty. Like I actually thought they could be, um, would it be Beth? Now I don't know if it has an R in it or not. It does not have an R. <laughs> so, so, like the dogs, like they were, yeah, really well drawn and fun to look at. And um, they had little fun facts at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Really good table presence. The main board, I think, was also pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's like a nice park yeah. view. It was not, I was expecting more of like your traditional, like, top-down track type Trails of board. Through the park. So it was yeah. interesting how they did it where yeah. it was sort of like just a very nice picture of like a park with a lake and then it's sort of just overlaid with the places you can move to. And interesting that that switched up each round as well. Sort of. mm -hmm. I mean, not really, but yeah, what it, was on it. Yeah, I was looking to see if the parks had different names, but they might they somewhere else, but they yeah, they all have the same name. It would have been cool if it's like, hey, this is you know, Griffith Park. This is, uh, you know, Times Square or whatever. I don't know. I'm just naming places. But, um, you know, it would have been interesting if they gave them like actual like famous dog park yeah, names. That but cool. that might have been proprietary or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this has got like that kind of wingspan feel to it where it's just mm -hmm. like you have this board full of like beautiful bird illustrations and like wingspan's the same thing. Like they have like the little facts about all the little birds and the and you know, having a little fact about all the, the dogs was great too. So yep. uh, I think this is yeah. definitely inspired by like a wingspan. Type of oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, mechanics Kiwi. I don't know if there was anything crazy. I, I did like the aspect of, you know, there's a little bit of set collection, but like resource management's in there. Uh, the, I, I felt like it, there weren't too many and they all felt appropriate. Uh, based on like the theme and what they were trying to, to go for. Like you were trying to like give up your reputation in order to get the dogs that you wanted. Mm -hmm. um, so that it, it created like a night. Cause I, I feel like at the beginning of the game, you know, Eric made some pretty bold decisions and ended up with, with no victory points, but it was okay. Cause you know, we were, didn't really understand the economy yet to the game. And then later on we had a better understanding of like, once you were able to get more victory points, I feel like we still spent, I don't know if anybody did more than three, but you could go up all the way up to five. Yeah, you could spend a lot. So I, I thought that was interesting that you were, it's victory points basically that you're giving up and not, you know, money or something. Mm -hmm. Got to pay for those flyers somehow. Yeah. Well, I think it's your reputation. Like, you know, if you're known as the best dog walker, you're going to get the first choice of dog, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, I think. I like the mechanics. Uh, like I said, it didn't do anything crazy, but they all worked well together. The bidding for dog part was probably my least favorite part. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking about that too. I, yeah, I wish it was just a straight draft. Or if it's bidding, but there was an, an order to it. Like if you, if somebody well, just went and put their token down first and you know that they're there, that's going to affect how much you bid. Yeah. So like you could wait to last and just bid one and get or just be like, oh, I don't really care. So why don't I go for the one that doesn't yeah. have anybody else there? Which is I did that too in the later rounds. I put my token down quick in the hopes that you guys would be like, Yeah, we'll go for something else. Yeah. I just struggled um, with tabletopia, so I was always Yeah, like, that's the thing, yeah. Tabletopia. Regardless. And I, I could I didn't yeah. also know how to change my numbers. So I don't like this 
the speed part of that game. Uh, yeah, I think a, a draft where like the first draft, the draft order is based on your completion of the park the previous round. So, so I, a, I will say, so in turn order, players select a value ranging from one to five and place their walker in the offer queue in the field. So it does go in turn order. Okay. We, uh, Yeah. Yeah, so that is better. But I, I don't know, still just the whole bidding part wasn't my favorite part of it. But it was also interesting to use your reputation for that. So I don't know. As far as the walking in the park goes, it felt it felt like if you were started in the third position, you had no chance of getting to the first position. I you would have to move four each time. You, yeah, yep. you would have to skip. But the problem is because you anything. don't really land on you don't really want to land on other people's spots. Right. The only time I think yeah. I came from third to first was when I had my dog that let me ignore that rule. Mm-hmm. And I could just jump four, jump four, jump four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you think then I had an advantage because I went first player and there were? I was going to say the last round where I was third player on the last round where I didn't have much incentive to get anything but points was kind of like a wasted park run for me. I got like mm-hmm. one point out of the whole thing. I do wish I wish the park may have been a little bit more, like more spaces yeah. there. Mm-hmm. That fell a little bit too quick each round. Mm-hmm. But, but there were four rounds. So. There were four, or rounds. maybe the it same number of spaces, but with more pathways that you could choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right more. Now, it's just there's one path, so potentially more pathways would be, would be interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Because, because, because what you could have is you could have a path that's super long, but has like a ton of good stuff. You know, victory points, doing the swap, all that, yep. and then have a shorter path that doesn't have as much, but you can get to the end of the park quicker. And then that that would allow whoever's in last to be able to get, you know, out of the park before everybody else. Mm-hmm. Which seems yeah, like a really mean thing to do with your dog. But like, we're in now, <laughs> Rush we're in now. We gotta go. <laughs> All right. Uh, rules. Kate, how is it learning the game? Not, not too bad. I don't think there were anything that I like. You know, usually there's like one question I keep yeah. asking throughout the game. And I don't think there was anything like that. Um, yeah, I'd agree. There wasn't. Too much, I think I had questions on. It took a little bit of a learning, like we said, to figure out the value, like the, uh, value of points and yeah. resources and things like that. But, and I but think again, that's normal for any game with like a, an yeah. economy like this. Yeah. And then because it split into nice sort of like four even rounds by round two, you were kind of good to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like that. I like when it's not like, you know, you didn't figure it out in the first two minutes. And so you're kind of just set back the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't, didn't feel like that big of a deal. Uh, Kiwi, how was the rule book? Uh, the rule book's good. Uh, I think the couple of questions that we had, it it wasn't, uh, everything was super easy to find. I think the only ones we had were, you know, what happens if there's a tie for the dog, the breeding expert, not breeding expert, but breed expert. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was, it was super easy to find because even in the end of round scoring, it's like, okay, do the breed expert. It, the information's on page six and I went to page six and it was right there. So, yep. um, yeah, so I, I thought the rule book was laid out and the rule book honestly, uh, is full of tons of dog pictures. It has like little, you know, Hey, they call it Walker wisdom. And it basically, it gives you like little hints, like Walker wisdom. You can walk a dog as many times as you like, but remember you'll lose a reputation per round for each unwalked dog in your kennel. So that's like letting you know, like, Hey, if there's ability that you want to use, you could do it more than once. Um, and then the rule book is just as beautiful as the the, like yeah. the art and all that stuff. So, and it's just filled with dogs. So it, it wins. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, player interaction. It's not like 
super interactive, but I did feel pretty engaged the whole game. I guess because you have the whole bidding piece. You got the dogs. You're thinking about, you know, swapping dogs. I was looking at you got what you had. So my goal of having, you know, certain breed categories, which would play even more of a role now that we know how important those are, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of keeping an eye on your kennels, seeing who you're walking out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then who is available for swapping and things mm-hmm. like that. So I thought it was pretty interactive for like a not directly interactive game. Mm-hmm. And the think? positions in the park too. Yeah, the, the park positions. I had that kind of like Takedo thing of like, oh, I got to jump ahead because I want to make sure I get that treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to your kennels, but that's because I did forget that breed objective but yeah. next time I well, would, so I would sure tabletopia too mm-hmm. made yes. that a little harder yeah. yeah but yeah you can see how that'd be pretty important i think mm-hmm. yeah this has that uh wingspan benefit as well where it's like you want to look at everybody's cards and you want to read yeah. the facts about all the dogs because you just want to look at them and read the facts so and you want to get angry when somebody else takes your corgi <laughs> or discards or, a or discards your collie yeah. <laughs> Like that it's your colleague. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you play it again, Kiwi? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I liked the look of it. I liked the the gameplay. I thought it was a lot of fun. I would definitely play it again. Yes, yes. I would love to play this again. Yep. Um, yeah, even though we made some criticisms like on the mechanics, like I, I still think overall they worked pretty well. And then, yeah, the theme and the cards were mm-hmm. delightful. Yep. Uh, not until they had a cattle dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I'd play it again. Um, I would make my own cattle dog card <laughs> and add it. Like I, I think, like I said, it's there's some things that maybe could have done better, more interesting, but it's good dogs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of dogs. It's very pretty. All right. That was uh, Dog Park. If you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel um, is out for a walk. Maybe um, a cattle dog on on his lead, as the Brits would say. And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you and play more games. That is, so in order to walk the poodle, the poodle needs two sticks and a treat. Are you about to discard a collie? I am. I asked if anyone had any strong feelings. All right. I don't think I like you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, mop dog he said it was such disdain (laughs) put it over that wonderful collie over there (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry if you if you discard a cattle dog i'm kicking you out of the house I didn't even need a corgi. I just really wanted a corgi. (laughs)